Hey everyone, welcome to the Single Player Experience Podcast, the premier podcast for single player gamers to find out about good single player games to play. And, you know, deep dive into all things basically single player. So in this episode, we're doing Indie Week all week long. And in this episode, I wanted to bring on an an expert to talk all things about the best indie game so far in 2023. And I thought, who better to do that with than the fabulous people over at the Indie Hive because they do extraordinary work. So I grabbed one of the best people available for the job, and that's Rachel Britton. And she is here today to talk all things about indies. Before we begin, though, Rachel, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm pretty good, thank you. Thanks for the uh, high praise and the introduction. Y'all do fantastic work over there in the Indie Hive, but for the people who don't know about Indie Hive, can you tell them a little bit about it and yourself? Yeah, um, I'm Rachel. We've been running Indie Hive since 2019. We're primarily a indie game review website. We do very occasional editorials and cover triple a game once in a blue moon but yeah pretty much all about the indies that's fantastic that is fantastic so how long have you been covering um indie games um probably for about a year before i started indie hive i was writing for a different publication that unfortunately shut down um and just decided to start my own thing um it was originally three of us that started it uh me david and katie and katie realized she couldn't commit to it pretty soon but she was huge help getting everything set up in the first instance um david's had to take a bit of a step back because of work commitments but he still writes the occasional review for us as well and helps me out when i get stuck on the uh maintaining the website (laughs) i love that i love that it it takes a team sometimes so it surely does It really does. Rachel, it is Indie Week here on the Single Player Experience Podcast, and that brings me to a question here, and that is, this year's been really big, a really big year for AAA games. Like, uh, It feels like we have a Game of the Year contender almost every week at this point, and to me, it seems like indie games have sadly been overshadowed more than usual. Do you feel like this is the case, or is it just me? Um, Well, I'm trying to think of some big triple a games from this year and all i'm coming up with is hogwarts legacy and oh that's a good the one. legends of zelda tears of the kingdom <laughs> like, yeah that's all that's kind of been on my radar because i don't have a lot of time for triple a games myself I, I prefer shorter standalone experiences which i think is probably why i tend to gravitate towards hindi titles yeah i can completely understand that though uh, the it seems like some of the ones i was mentioning um were Diablo, um, Diablo, Diablo did Gangbusters, Final Fantasy 16, which has come out semi recently, and it is taking the world by storm. We had, like you said, Tours of the Kingdom and Hogwarts Legacy at the um, Hogwarts Legacy towards the beginning of the year. Hi Fi Rush was another one that kind of like was on everyone's radar for a little bit. Um, I let's see, here's some what's some other ones. Um, I'm sort of blank. Oh, Street Fighter 6 was another yeah. one that kind of kind of was um in the game of the year discussion for a little bit there's there's been quite a few so i just want to i want to talk about the indie landscape how how do you feel like this year has been for indies as a whole um 
maybe a little bit quiet, but I've I've found some really great, really great games, especially narrative titles and point and clicks and things. Um, oh yeah, that's right up my radar. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, so I do. No, I'll go sorry. ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, I I get a lot of sort of press emails, and I'm obviously scouring social media and follow sort of indie game developers and stuff. So I do try and keep stuff popping up on my radar as much as possible. That is amazing. So um, we're at the midway point of the year. What are the indie games that really stood out to you this year? Oh, I've got a few. Um, from the start of the year, um, Children of Silent Town. Can you tell people about it? Yeah, um, it's a fantastic little adventure game and it's about this town where you can't be loud or break the rules or you're going to go missing and the town just kind of accepts that this is how things are apart from one little girl who decides she want to, wants to investigate. Um, it's got a really cute art style um, which kind of belows, belies the sinister undertones of the game like it's all sort of cutesy but it's it's definitely got a creepy vibe as well um some really good puzzles and this sort of unique singing mechanic where you could chat to somebody and you won't get a very helpful response or the response you need and then you can sing to them and it will change their mood and then they might say something else to you oh that sounds pretty cool yeah is this um, um 2D or 3D? Uh 2D. Okay. So oh, that sounds really nice. It's um I mean it's not without its flaws. The music gets a little bit repetitive. And if you want to see all of the endings, like the replay is quite demanding. There's no sort of chapter select after you've finished or sort of manual saves, but it is a it's a really great game and it does it offers a lot. It probably appeal to quite a wide range of players. What um genre is this one? Ooh, what would you class is, that as? Um, is this a point and click adventure, or is this more um is this more like a RPG? Uh, more like a point and click. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And this is for um I. I figure you're a PC gamer, so you probably reviewed this on PC. Is this for other platforms as well? Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's on a few different platforms, but I can't remember what they are off the top of my head. Oh, I have it pulled up right here. It's um, PC, Xbox Series X and X, um, PS5 and Switch. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I always include that information in my reviews, but it doesn't stick in my in my brain. <laughs> I understand completely. I understand completely. This um seems fantastic. Um, is developer is developers Elf Games, and looks like it came out in January of uh, January eleventh of twenty twenty three. This is a fantastic looking game. Yeah, the art style is really distinct. It really it's is one I'm... of the things that drew me to it in the first instance. Oh, it really is. It really is. So, how long did um how long did your playthrough take? Of that one, um, let me have a quick look. Oh, I spent eleven hours playing that. Okay, so not too long. That that's yeah. that's a good time. I mean, I'm I'm typically slower than average when I play mm -hmm. games, so 
you could probably finish it a bit quicker than that but oh, that's not bad that's not bad um runtime at all though so um children of silent town i love this um absolutely love this it's kind of got a uh a, a really sp- like a spooky vibe to it and it looks like it has some really cool puzzles there i i definitely am going to put this on my radar it's uh, worth wish listing for sure Oh, for sure. For sure. So what's the next one that's really stood out to you this year? Um, Hello, Good Boy, which is, I think, came out fairly recently. Um, when did that one come out? That was that was only in May, but it's a really wholesome little nonlinear adventure game about a, a lost soul and a dog. And they have to embark on this little trek through the afterlife together. Um, you have to perform acts of kindness, repair things, and just basically help other people in order to mend. I th- well, I interpret it as sort of mending the mistakes of their past life. Um, oh, that's really cool. It's the gameplay is really varied, engaging. Like this is little repair mini games, and well, there's a, there's a variety of mini games, but the repairing one crops up quite a lot, and that's. It's quite satisfying um and the narrative's really well written with it gets quite emotional and sort of this big dramatic crescendo towards the end of the game that is really sweet um and this is um i you know i'm looking at the trailer right here it's kind of got a wholesome vibe to it i love that yeah yeah definitely it's um it's quite uplifting for the most most part it's um and it's got a heap of replayability you can't see all of it in um, in one playthrough. Oh, that's sweet. So this one um, is available for PC. It looks like on PC and Switch. Yeah. That's oh, that's nice. And you and I, I take it you reviewed this one for um, PC, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's always PC. <laughs> <laughs> always PC. I love it. I love it. So hello, good boy. This is it's really cute. I love the dog aesthetic and. This one seems like it's got a fair bit of puzzle, uh, like puzzles in this as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Along with a bit of sort of exploration and sort of chatting to people and stuff. Uh, how, how long did it take you to play through this one? Do you know? Yep, I got Steam open. I can uh, have a little look. Five hours. Oh, that's not bad at all. That's a. But I, really... I haven't seen all of it. I haven't re- done a second playthrough yet, which I'm definitely going to do. There's, there's basically these four doors that you mm-hmm. can go through and explore these different worlds but you you have sort of finite resources to open the doors so you can only see two per playthrough oh okay so it's got a replay playability factor to it i love that yeah i love that that seems really cool so what's another one that's been um high on your radar this year um oh really short little game sort of an hour to an hour and a half long um midnight scenes from the woods by octavia navarro if i'm pronouncing that right um it's from a there's a series of four games that have been released sporadically and they're all standalone stories but they sort of fit the same themes and they've got the same art style and stuff so they're um, so it's kind of like an anthology yeah i mean they they're better enjoyed as a collection but they can definitely just you can definitely just play one of them and still get something out of it it's not like the stories are connected as such um it's like a little 
sort of horror game. This one's set in a mental health centre and it's about some disturbing incidents that start to occur after a new patient arrives. Um, Ooh, that's interesting. It's got like retro pixel art vis visuals um, and some really clever sound designs like the sound effects and the music really fit the game and make it feel a lot more like really eerie. I gotta ask you about this one. I, I'm a chicken when it comes to like horror centric games. Is this one super scary? No, no, it's um it's just like a sort of vague horror film to the the narrative. There's no jump scares or enemies or anything. It's Okay. And each episode do each episode take you a lot of time to complete? They um they get longer as they progress. Like the first game is maybe sort of 20 to 30 minutes um and then the, the last one is nearly an hour and a half maybe so they the yeah they get progressively longer as you go through the series oh okay okay it looks like this is on um steam and itch.io yep okay this these seem really cool um and th is this a point and click um exploration puzzle game um, there's like a few puzzles. There's like, um, it's a nice amount of interactivity, but it's not a major part of the game. Okay. So. That's really cool. Yeah. They're about as casual as horror games come. So. <laughs> I love that. That sounds right up my alley. It's a, a, like I was telling you, I'm a chicken when it comes to horror games. So I need yeah, something a little too. more casual. So there's four of them total, and this is this is really cool. I I love the concept of them each episode kind of being its own thing, but like collectively, you kind of get a a better holistic picture of what's going on here. Yeah, it's um, yeah, I really like enjoyed playing them as a series. But as I said, if you just want to dip your toes into one of them, you're not going to miss out. Oh, that's amazing! That's amazing. So. What is, um, do you have any other games that kind of stood out to you so far this year? Um, I've just finished playing Mail Time and I really enjoyed that. That's Mail so, Time. Yeah, you, you, it's like this wholesome cottage core um, adventure thing about delivering mail to different forest creatures. Um, it's got a bit of a platformy, platformer element to it because you can sort of jump and glide around and there's, um, sort of treetops and cliff tops to float between but it's again it's pretty casual because i'm not i'm not normally one for play platformers but i really enjoyed the mechanics and the movement of this one this looks very sweet um this uh little girl has a mushroom on her and like mushroom on her head either as a hat or is that like part of her body no it's a it's a hat and okay. you meet somebody in the woods that wants you to collect mushroom samples and every time you bring one back he makes a new hat for you so and you can change your outfit and stuff oh that's sweet nice little addition oh this looks like a nice little cozy game right here yeah very cozy it's um yeah really this, laid back this looks like a nice little cozy game so like this is is this made by the same people who made Hello Good Boy? No, this is it's a um well I say solo developer. There's a there's plenty of names in the credits, but um Keller Vander 
Dejil. I have no idea how to pronounce her name. D E I G J I L. Okay. But um, it's uh. Oh, this looks really cool. Like, I love the description. It's mail time. As a newly trained mail scout, put on your pack, grab those letters, and deliver them across the Grumblewood Grove. The forest animals eagerly await the sight of your mushroom hat in this cozy cottage core light, light platformer adventure. This it seems really cool. It has some, like you were saying, some platforming elements. Um, it's three. It's a three D game. Has some platforming elements. Looks like a lot of a lot of the game is based on exploration as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's um, it's not the biggest map ever, but it's got like different areas and lots of visual interest and well, just you know very colorful and fun to explore. Oh, that seems really cool. Um, did this one have a long runtime? Uh, no, not especially. You could probably finish it in two and a half, three hours. But if you want to complete the whole thing, probably four. Oh, that's Because there's, there's a few collectibles. And um, like the main premise of the game is you, you get your first male scout job. Um, and if you complete it, you'll get your, your badge and you'll be a fully fledged male scout and um You've got to take a letter to Greg, but he proves quite elusive. So to find out where he is, you have to talk to all the other creatures and they have little tasks for you and more mail to deliver. So that's sweet. I love the concept here. Yes, I really enjoyed it. I was a bit sad when it finished. I was like, I want to play more. Oh, I love games like that that leave you wanting more. Oh, that's amazing. So the platforms looks like it's for Switch, PS5, PS4, PC, and actually Mac. Wow. Okay. That's really cool. Seems like it has um it's available on all platforms except for Xbox, but it seems like a really, really cool idea. I love the concept. I I may be wrong here, but I've got a funny feeling it's only out on Windows and Mac at the moment. And the oh, other okay. platforms are coming a little bit later. Okay. Okay. But they gotcha, are okay. um they are definitely on the website as incoming oh okay okay so thank you for letting us know so i really want to talk about some other games that kind of like have you've been playing this year like it seems like this year's been packed full of like indies of all sort of different varieties yeah um i mean i've been really like enjoying in my downtime a lot of hidden object games to be honest they're just when i just want to sit down with a cup of tea and do something like really stress-free just like hidden cats in new york was a new one that came out recently um i'm really looking forward to a tower full of cats because that's like it's a hidden object game but they they sort of add other elements into it there's other things to find and you have to like unlock find a certain amount of cats to unlock the next area and i don't they, they sort of make it a bit more interesting um there's there's um a whole series of games called i commissioned some bees oh i've heard about this one that and they i'm sorry no i was just gonna say it looks it looked really intriguing when i saw the trailer continue um the developer basically just commissions a load of different artists to make up pieces of art and hide bees in them so every letter level is completely different visually and it's just and it's bees and i'm indie hive so you know i've got to play it (laughs) It's an obligation at this point to play yeah. that one. I love yeah. it. 
I love it. You've uh, you've been um mowing your way through quite a few of those. Is um quite a few indie games this year. I I want to talk about an indie game that I think we both um played um because I I saw that you had played this one as well, and that's Coffee Talk, like Hibiscus yeah. and Butterfly. I loved that game. Yeah, that's one of my favorite. I was looking forward to that for a long time. Um, I think I was looking earlier in Rock Paper Shotgun and The Guardian uh, newspaper mm-hmm. in the UK. They they both named it in their top twenty games of two thousand twenty three so far, and like, oh no, I'm getting confused. That's a different Toge game. That's a Space for the Unbound. Space for the Unbound <laughs> is really good as well. Yeah, really talk about that good. one in a minute. Yeah, yeah, but um. No, Coffee Talk was... That should have been in there as well, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I completely but, agree. Um, I I love the soundtrack for that game. Absolutely amazing oh, soundtrack. The sort of lo-fi, jazzy, mm-hmm. yeah, top-notch. And just fit the, the game and the sort of coffee shop setting perfectly. Really. Um, but I mean, I love the art style as well. Again, sort of retro pixel graphics, but... Like colorful but muted at the same time, like a really mm-hmm. nice balance. So, yeah, and then they have it's so it's so cool how detailed everything is in the pixel art style in this game. Like I look at like all the creatures, such as like um, I believe they had um, what was it? Like they had a dragon type creature. They had like a mermaid type um, mermaid type. Uh, there was a girl who kind of looked like a vampire. There was a lot. Um, there was a lot of different like creatures in this game and people of all sorts of of all sorts of like um all sorts of backgrounds and such and it was really cool how like detailed they are in the pixel art style i love that yeah it's like they were really distinct and that followed through in the writing as well like their personalities were all yeah really distinct and like they had their own characters and the backstories and interests yeah they felt like real people like um mm. lucas was probably exactly. one, yeah R- lucas was probably one of my favorite characters in the game he was the the guy with the horns and mm. and yeah i really loved his personality really loved like the way like he had influencer problems and it sort of felt like like things influencers were probably facing real life so i'm like i love i just loved how like you said intricate the writing is in this game I mean, I was, I quite liked Myrtle. Was it oh, the orc mm-hmm. character? Sort of very pragmatic and maybe a teeny, teeny bit grumpy, maybe but <laughs> like well-meaning and like yeah, just a sort of well-rounded character. That for sure, she had a good heart. And then I love yeah. the, I, 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 even though they quite didn't go like so extensive into the actual art of making coffee, but like. I loved how you could mix all the different things and come up with all these different drinks. Like I, uh, I had fun just making like the one blue pea latte and then trying to like put uh, like decorate it with uh, the milk art and such. Yeah. I'd love trying to find all the different recipes. I still haven't found all of them. There's I haven't either. So many. It's, like, it's yeah. Just experimenting and trying to get the right drinks for people. Like, trying to understand their instructions because it starts off quite clear and mm-hmm. then they get a bit more obscure like there's a definite difficulty curve yeah i had to, the drinks 
I had to go back and read some of the little things myself of like, okay, this person said this, this, and this. It's kind of giving me a couple of clues on what to to make. But you like you're right. It's it is a um there's a little bit of like guesswork as to what what drinks you have to make there. Did you play the first game as well? No, no, this was my first um intro into it. I oh, okay. had, I had um I think I I'd seen the trailer for the first game was really intrigued by it, but didn't get a chance to to dive in. But so there was a couple of like contextualized like um, plots that that kind of didn't resonate with me as much as a person who probably played the first game, such as like mm -hmm. the astronaut um, astronaut part in the game. But like other than that, like, it, you know, it was I was able to grasp everything else that yeah. was going on. That's good. I wondered what it would be because I assumed it was sort of standalone enough that you can enjoy it without playing the first game but i there's recurring characters and sort of few callbacks to things that happened so i wondered what that would be like without knowing about the first game sort of thing yeah i'm glad you were still able to enjoy it oh thoroughly it's like you said it's probably it should be one of the top 20 games of the year right now it is really good it is really good. But you were saying, um, what is some of the other games that, that kind of like stood out to you? Um, well, A Space for the Unbound was... Love it. And then they're both by Toge Productions. It's an um, Indonesian student studio. Uh, means bean sprout, I think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's quite cute. But um, yeah, uh, A Space for the Unbound, that's... it's. I guess it's kind of like a coming of age story because it follows yeah. these two high school uh, students, Atma and Rhea, um, and they're sort of well facing the end of the world, <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, probably a bit more than you'd expect from school kids. But you know, um, I just really enjoyed exploring sort of 90s Indonesia and meeting townsfolk and the sort of mechanics of the strange powers that you get. It's just yeah. a really well-rounded experience. With, like, it's got the narrative, it's got gameplay, it's got amazing art and music. It's I've got no criticism of this game. <laughs> I can understand that it is it is a fantastic game. I love like the concepts of the of like you. It I don't know if you ever have you ever played the Persona games. I haven't. Okay, actually. it is it is very similar to where like in Persona you um enter the the consciousness or like the hearts of like different people around you and you kind of affect them from the inside out. Uh, but oh, okay. in in that game you kind of have to complete like a a generalized um almost what they call palaces it's almost like a you basically are going in and and basically remap remapping the dungeon by beating like the enemies in the dungeon and then finally beating the final boss which is like the person you're infiltrating and you're trying to change their heart by also beating that final boss in this game it wasn't quite like that it's more almost it's not quite a puzzle game per se, but like it is um, you do kind of have to figure out like how to kind of um, bring different items in and how those items affect like the different the, the person you're infiltrating in a different way, such as like helping them escape from something or like helping them or like 
um or maybe like using an item to be to like further your goal either in their subconscious or in real life so it, it does have some similarities there but like i loved the space for the unbound the writing the the i i loved the fact that the representation aspect because we don't normally get like indonesian themed games you know yeah that's um oh lost my train of thought but um <laughs> I, t- I totally agree with everything you're saying it's just a really great experience um it, it and, is and and petting all the cats oh yeah <laughs> i forgot you can um so cool it's so cool for everyone listening like a space for the unbound is available for all platforms if it basically if you could play a game on it it's available for it, like a modern game that is and it came out in january earlier this year it is a fantastic game it doesn't take too long i think i was able to bow through it i i probably did it around the 13 hour mark but i was looking for some extra extra things in this but like even if you don't play this for anything else like go look at the beautiful pixel art in this game because it is absolutely fantastic and absolutely a gorgeous pixel art game. See, I took a little bit longer than you. I, I played it for 25 hours. Whoa, that it is just a little bit longer. But yeah, I can completely understand why this there's so much to do here. Yeah, I explored a lot and I I I procrastinate a bit. I'm like I said, I'm a, a typically slower than most when I play games, but I mean part of that is because i'm making notes for reviews and stuff yeah for so, sure like um but the, yeah there was just so much to see and i actually enjoyed the combat in it as well because it's just it's got it's quite basic but it was like enjoyable and still satisfying to win a fight like it's just... it, it really is it really is like you were saying it doesn't it doesn't feel like too um it, it almost feels like cozy combat, you know? Yeah, exactly. About cash, as casual as combat gets. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. So a space for the unbound is yeah, it's is it is it in your your short list for favorite indie of the year? Yeah, definitely. It's um yeah, I mean it may well be the my indie game of the year. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Maybe, yeah. It's, um, I I first played the prologue back in I think April 2020, mm-hmm. so I was anticipating it for a, a good couple of years, and it didn't disappoint at all. And lived up to the hype. I play this. Absolutely. Um, oh yeah, for sure. You play this on the PC. I play this on Xbox, and yeah, I, I I had a flawless experience playing this game. Absolutely magnificent experience. Loaded up really quick, like everything the music was amazing as well so i'm like i i can't it's hard for me to think of a much better indie game this year i mean um i know dredge was really popular yes sort of um not my cup of tea personally but like i can definitely say why people like it and why it's so popular like people i spoke to about it were just like i just want more content i want more of it (laughs) It is really good. It, I loved um the the way you can like kind of mix in the the creepy ambiance of like what's going on in the world with that just the simulation vibe of of trying to manage your your simple like fishing ship was absolutely masterful. I loved 
I loved playing Dredge. It is, I, I'm so glad you brought that up because it kind of slipped my mind, but I, it's up there. It for sure is up there for me. Mm. Um, I want to ask, um, you so you played Dredge. What, what, what are some of the other indie games that kind of stood out to you? Did you play Planet of Lana this year? I didn't actually. Um, that one seems like it might be up your alley because you kind of you like puzzle games as well. Yeah, I don't know if I've heard of that one. Let me have to look it up quickly. Yeah, Planet while you of... Planet of Lana, while you do that, I'm gonna tell the audience about it. Planet of the Lana is like a um an indie game that was released may 23rd of this year it's available for xbox series x and s um xbox steam pc this one um this one is a magnificent game beautiful art style it kind of has um a almost like a watercolor uh, watercolor like pixel art style in a way it is a stealth based puzzle game so a lot of what you're doing is basically hiding from different creatures or the different like mechanical aliens around you all the while while you're trying to solve a puzzle it's very much reminiscent of like limbo and um limbo and um um dang was those the other game i'm trying to think of um dang um um inside inside and limbo so yeah it's very much like reminiscent of those also if you like little nightmares kind of has some of those vibes but it this isn't a like it's more of a sci-fi game than an actual like horror game, so to speak. I loved love this game. It is one of the best cinematic indie games that I've played this year. Oh, looks really cool. I'm just looking at the uh, store page on Steam. Yeah, does this look like it's up your alley? Yeah, I've, I've checked it on my wish list, so it stays on my radar. I'll um. I'd have to give it a go at some point. <laughs> the ever-growing video game yeah. backlog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Infinite backlog. But because an, another one on my backlog is because you mentioned like watercolor style art. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of Dordone? Dordone? No. Can you tell me uh, about that one? It's um I haven't played it. I it's on my wish list. It's like a, a definite two play, but it's you sort of, I think you're sort of revisiting your childhood and sort of exploring, but it's just the art style that's drawn to me because it's it's all sort of watercolour paintings and hand done and it's just, it looks stunning. And I, I, I paint with watercolour myself, so I was just instantly drawn to it. It's, it's beautiful. Um, I can't wait to play it. That sounds amazing. That sounds amazing. Yeah. What is um is that just on PC? Um I am not sure. I'm looking at it on Steam. Let me check for you. It's D-O-R-D-O-G-N-E. Okay. Uh Google says it's on Switch and PlayStation as well. Oh, this looks beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. I love the like you said, the watercolors look amazing in this game. Oh, and this, uh, okay, this this has recently come out in June. Yeah. Oh, this looks this looks gorgeous. Okay, add that to the wish list. The ever growing <laughs> video game backlog list. <laughs> oh man, and it's on Game Pass right now, everyone, for all you Xbox players. So, 
So definitely check that out. I wonder if it's on Game Pass on PC as well. Let me look into that. But in the meanwhile, what else, um, what other games have kind of been on your radar this year? I know you said, um, I know we talked about a season for the Unbound being on the short list for your game of the year. Do you have any other contenders in that category for indie game um, of the year? Um, a couple of the other ones I mentioned are are up there. Um there's a game called Birth um, by Madison Carr. Um, I think that's how you pronounce it, K-A-R-R-H. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like this sort of adventure puzzle game about you create a creature from all these spare organs and things that you find by solving puzzles, and you're, you're basically trying to create yourself a friend. It's really quite morbid, but it has this cute art style that makes it feel okay <laughs> it's uh, i mean all of her games she's got a couple of free ones on steam as well um whimsy um oh not one's free and one's 79p so okay maybe 99 cents um birth is a bit more expensive but it's a much longer game um so whimsy landlord of the woods and birth but birth came out this year and it was a real pleasure to play that sounds that sounds amazing um and how long did that one take you to to mow through um i've got about five and a half hours played on steam oh that's not bad at all um i might have played it a second time (laughs) yeah so so a really short experience then yeah but um it didn't need to be any longer I mean, it did what it set out to do in the time it had. And yeah, I don't feel like it was cut short or like lacking anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a solo developer. So it's a lot of work that's gone into it and all the artwork and stuff. Oh, I love, I love smaller experiences. I'm like, sometimes all you need to do is just do what you set out to do and get in and get out. Like, I think... I sometimes like the most meaningful experiences in games um, are the smaller experiences. I think you and I um, last time we were on the show talked about um, 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 like Yaya, like the, the indie game, um, a walk with Yaya last time. And that's a a one hour experience. Sometimes probably even two, if you, if you um, take your time with it and it's the shortest experience possible, but like, it is such a masterfully like told story and like the way the mini games like um, are crafted into the, or woven into the story that's being told right there. Like it didn't need to be any longer. It it's yeah. did what it set out to do. No, that was a really, it was like relatable and emotive mm-hmm. and just like you said, did what it needed to in that hour, two hours and, Oh, I need to play that one again. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's really good. It's really good. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't prepare the, prepare this question beforehand, but like I knowing you and uh, as far as like you seem to review a lot of cat centric games. What has yeah. been your favorite cat centric game that you played lately? Oh, um... Sorry to catch, I mean, I catch, like, catch you off no, guard, though. It's quite all right. I like the. Um, I, I have really been enjoying the hidden object games. Um, as sad as that sounds. Um, the ones by Dev Cats in particular, mm-hmm. um, which is the 
building full of cats, a castle full of cats, and later this year, I hope, a tower full of cats. Um, because, like I said, they just do something a bit different with the hidden object game, make it a bit more interesting. Um, other than that, Cats in Time was, I had a huge amount of fun playing that. It's, you've got these sort of colorful dioramas with cats hidden in them, and you have to solve little puzzles to open stuff up and get cats. Um, it kind of reminded me a bit of the room games. Oh, really? But, but cute and just finding cats instead of sort of progressing a narrative. Oh, that sounds cute. It sounds cute. And yeah, that that really sounds really cool. How I got to ask you, you've um played so many of these games. Um, you know, like you've reviewed um, games across the landscape from point and click to to um, to just cozy games to some horror centric games. What is like besides point and click games? What's been your preferred genre this year? Um. Anything with a sort of narrative focus, really, the sort of story-rich um, games where you can get involved in story, especially when there's some interactivity. I mean, I've, I've enjoyed a few good visual novels like Cabaret. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, definitely sort of narrative focus. I mean, going back to the cat games, I also played Cats and the Other Lives, which is a sort of narrative point and click adventure where you play as a cat. You're sort of eavesdropping on the family as all this drama is going on and sort of doing a few puzzles and things. That Um, sounds really interesting. So I got it. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say it's also got really nice detailed pixel art, like really intricate, like lovely to look at. That sounds interesting. So um, I was going to ask you, like, what well, you you spoke about the narratives. What's some of your favorite narratives that you played this year? This year? Um, the ones that really stuck with you so far this year? Um, probably A Space for the Unbound, Coffee Talk, um, the, the Midnight Scenes games. They were really... Um, and again, Birth, just because that, sort of it's got quite a emotional meaningful undertone to the creepy creepiness like you you, there's a reason why you're constructing a friend from random organs and bones that you're finding it's sort of about loneliness and yeah really interesting i love that i love that so Rachel, we've um, hit our final segment of the show, which is our rapid mini fire um, nerdy questions. Are you ready for this? Oh, no. Panic mode. (laughs) (laughs) No, no no worries. You got this. You got this. All right. So I'm going to ask you some of your favorite uh, some of your favorite things. And just these are just some goofy questions and just answer them to the best of your ability. Here we go. All right. So. If you were any character in a video game, what kind of power would you want from that character? Um, I mean, can I just go like Superman type powers and have a bit of everything? <laughs> like... Have a bit of a ball, yeah. Yeah, that, that's a little bit of a, a cheat there. So yeah, let... um, I'll try and find a better answer. Um, I think, he, I, think I might have said it before, but uh, this sort of magic paintbrush where you can change things in the world with that would be kind of cool. 
Oh, that's really cool. That's really cool. So what's a skill that that like characters in a video game that you played have that you would you would want? Not necessarily a power, but a skill. Oh, archery. Archery. That would be really yeah. sick. That'd be really <laughs> cool. I, I every time I play a, like the Horizon Forbidden West or Horizon Zero Dawn games, I'm always like, I'd love to actually or Tomb Raider for that for that matter. I would I always think to myself, I'm like, archery is such a cool thing. I, I would probably never be good at it, but that's such a cool like skill to have. Yeah, that's be uh I'd just be shooting apples off of people's heads all day long. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to convince them to put the apple on their head so you can just shoot yeah. it off. <laughs> Sorry, I got some mannequins. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. I love that. Um, so all right. My next question for you then is what is some food in video games that you would love to try in real life? Ooh. Um oh, when I was playing mail time yesterday, there was a um yesterday, a couple of days ago, the there was a there's a hamster and he basically mm-hmm. lives on this picnic bounce basket full of well, giant to him food and there's this sort of platter of cheese and a nice cake and I don't know, just just this sort of massive huge person sized feast. It was quite that fun to cool. explore. Like to get tucked into that or that I get, get myself cool. sick drinking some Nuka Cola. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. So here's my next question for you. Out of all the the games that you played, what what is a character or animal or like anything that you would love to hang out with for the day? Ooh. Um, welcome to Elk. All the characters in that. I'd love to go to that little little town and go and chat to all the characters in Welcome to Elk. That's some um, game by Triple Topping. I don't know if you're uh-huh. familiar with it. No, no. Oh, it's you sort of you go to this little town and you're helping out and you're working there for the season and you get to know all these people and there's within this overarching narrative there's all these real life harrowing stories built into the game like it's and it's so cute looking as well it's got this sort of cartoon art style but it's so emotional and like some of the stories that you you're being told are just especially because you know that they're true and then you get footage at the end of the game of people reading the you know the actual people reading out some of their stories and stuff it's but um so yeah just i'd love to dive into that game and talk to all those characters this looks really cool it almost like reminds me of like a comic strip yeah that's a good way to describe it Oh, this is this is looks really cool. I love the the art. I don't see art style like this all the time in games. So this is a really it seems like a really innovative idea. I'm, and you said it has really good storytelling. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. It's um, yeah, definitely the highlight of the game. The art is primarily by someone called Murray Summerwolf, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, just throwing that. Out. <laughs> Oh, okay. This looks really cool. Like developer triple topping. I'm definitely going to check this one out. Yeah, you should. It was my game of the year, the year it came out, whenever that was. I think maybe 2021, 2020. Yeah, it looks like 2020. Yeah. Okay. High praise. I'm definitely going to check this one out then. So I got um one last question for you. And that is, here we go. And that is, 
which game would you out of all the games on your wish list or your anticipated list would you be excited to hear came out today oh that's a tough one i want them all um <laughs> underground blossom maybe which is an upcoming one from rusty lake set in underground um maybe i think there there is a demo blossom. available okay underground blossom i love that name that sounds really cool it's i mean it's typical rusty lake gameplay and art style and everything you'd expect from one of their games but i mean the demo was really good and it's a little bit different being kind of set underground and yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. And um, Hidden Through Time 2. Which one was that one? Hidden Through Time 2. Hidden Through Time 2. Oh, okay. It's that sounds like, really cool. What's that one it, about? It's, um, the first one was called Hidden, just Hidden Through Time. And it was, it's just all these hidden object levels set in different time periods and stuff. But it's got a world editor as well. So you can make your own maps and hidden objects with hidden objects and stuff so i've had quite a lot of fun making maps for my boyfriend and vice versa like get some extra gameplay out of it and you can play other people's maps as well but it's got a really cute art style again and it's got a decent amount of gameplay for a hidden object game they tend to be quite short and this one's these ones are nice and chunky Okay, so it's almost like a Where's Waldo type of game where you can create kind of create like different things around you to kind of like mask in the the, the object that you want to hide. Um, there's, yeah, like a Where's Wally hidden object game um, with an additional like map editor, so you can create your own levels. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you get all the you get this list at the bottom of all the objects you've got to find with little clues and. This is Just interesting. A jolly little cup of tea game. How how long does it usually take you to find some of the objects um, that your significant other is hidden? Um, it varies. Um, I did get really stuck on a couple, which was mildly frustrating. But so, I mean, some are just so easy. <laughs> but, but like bit too obvious for some of the clues maybe mm-hmm. it's definitely got me stumped a couple of times oh, that's good that's good so how many like this seems like a really cool idea i didn't even know this this game existed like how would you rate your own ability as far as like creating these levels oh i, I mean i can make something that looks kind of okay but when you start looking at the stuff that other people have made and playing their levels people do some insane stuff like really detailed and like layering up objects to create new ones and oh yeah so i'm i'm nowhere near that level but i'm i'm competent (laughs) (laughs) is that your favorite aspect about this game playing like other people's levels online um it's quite interesting to see what other people come up with. Yeah, I enjoy the base game as well. That's sort of why I bought it. It was just this nice, pleasant surprise to be like, oh, I can have all this extra gameplay and see what other people have been doing with the map editor. And yeah, just really fun and extended the game kind of almost infinitely. 
Oh, this seems really cool. Like, um, there's another game this this reminds me of called Hidden Folks. Have you played that yeah. one as well? Yeah, that one's awesome. The um, I love the sound effects in that one because it's all done by voice, isn't it? And mm-hmm. oh, just adorable. <laughs> these these are amazing, like absolutely amazing. It's so cool how there's like. It, there's so many different varieties of games out there that it, everyone can kind of enjoy because like a lot of people probably didn't even know there were like these hidden games out there. I mean, a lot of them tend to be um, on mobile and kind of trash and full of ads. So yeah. It's really refreshing to find good ones on Steam. Definitely the case. Definitely the case. So Rachel, I, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. Before we go though, where can the people find you? Oh, all over the place. Um, main one is the website, which is indie-hive.com. Um, from there, you can find our Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and Discord. Um, and we're also, we've got a Steam curator page as well, if you want little succinct game reviews and recommendations. Okay, okay. Before you go, though, I have one last question, and it's that, and it's, if you can only recommend one game to the audience today, what game would you recommend they check out ASAP? Dear Esther. Dear Esther. Okay, I like it. It's, I like it. It's still my favorite game of all time. It was one of the ones that sort of, when I stopped playing WoW after about a decade, it was one of the first things I experienced. And it just really opened my eyes. And it was such a beautiful experience that everyone should play it. Okay. Okay. Dear Esther. Um, Hold on, before we go, though, I want to give some people some background on Dear Esther. Give me one second, because I know you played it on um, on um, PC. I want to make sure it's not available for other platforms. Everyone, you can definitely check out Dear Esther on PS4, PC, and Xbox One. I mean, it was definitely on PC first, because it started life as a Half-Life mod. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, the first like released edition was developed and then landmark edition came along where they sort of re-recorded the soundtrack for a full orchestra and upgraded the graphics and stuff and so yeah play landmark edition if you're going to play it because that's like the I just the full orchestra makes a real difference to the sound and it's Jessica's curry Jessica curry's soundtrack is mesmerizing it's it was her first game soundtrack and she did phenomenally it's beautiful okay okay i would definitely have to check this one out dear esther everyone check out the landmark edition um it, when you play this one definitely so rachel i want to thank you so much for being on the show this has been an absolute banger episode thank you so much for all the video game recommendations and once again coming on the show no thank you it's a pleasure really enjoy chatting to you i always I mean, someone pleasure. to chat indie games do that all day long <laughs> I always uh, always enjoy having you on the show because you you bring it with indie games. Uh, a lot of them I've never even heard of, so I I love the diversity that you you bring into the the indie game li- lineup. And everyone, go check out the Indie Hive. They do, like I said earlier in the episode, they do fantastic work over there. The reviews are absolutely phenomenal, and it'll put you in put you in touch with games you not not necessarily didn't know about, but also like games that kind of will completely change, like completely give you a new landscape of games to add to your wish list. So definitely go check them out at the Indie Hive. Um, In the meanwhile, I've been Sebastian. That's been Rachel. This has been the Single Player Experience Podcast. And 
we want to thank you so much for listening. Hopefully we'll catch you so much. Um, hopefully we'll catch you on the next episode. But in the meanwhile, stay safe, stay gaming, and we're out. Peace, everyone. So that's a wrap for today's episode. I want to give a special shout out to Rachel Brereton for being on the show today. I also want to remind you that if you have any questions that you'd like featured on any episode of the podcast, you can write in at thepronerdreport.com slash the contact page. You can also write in your questions at the Single Player Experience Discord server. The Single Player Experience Discord server is also a great place to meet other single player gamers and to talk about good single player game experiences that you've had lately. And you can also get feedback on your video game backlog list. The link to join the free Single Player Experience Discord server is in the show notes. I want to thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you stay safe, stay gaming, and I hope to catch you in the next one.